0: Welcome to The Daily Boogie. everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to subscribe to the show, please hit the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Boogie Bumper. And if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash Boogie Bumper. Look, today I was just planning on doing a recap of the midterm elections yesterday, but Unfortunately for everyone concerned, <laughs> everyone who had their best laid plans now lying in ruin, uh, Jeff Sessions, he's out the door. We've gotten rid of Jeff. <clears throat> There's a couple of theories floating around out there about why Jeff Sessions has left the White House. Got a few articles here, post in the show notes. It, it's, it, why I'm posting these particular articles is it's, it's clear that the narrative has already been written that the story has already, this is the mainstream media getting in front of an action, in front of a story. So first one from the LA Times, Attorney General Jeff Sessions resigns at Trump's request. That's important at Trump's request. We'll get to that in a minute. Setting up likely clash over the Russia investigation. And we will actually touch on the midterms because I suspect a lot of this does feed into what happened yesterday in regards to the Republicans losing the House. Attorney General Jeff Sessions has resigned, ending a tortured relationship. I love, the, I love the use of language here, tortured relationship. Like Jeff Sessions was on the rack. <laughs> Every now and then Donald Trump would just turn the screws, separating those vertebrae a little more. Tortured relationship with President Donald Trump and opening what could be a historic fight over the sprawling criminal investigation that has clouded Trump's White House tenure. Next article here. The New York Times. yes, we're going to all the best all the best real news sources. Jeff Sessions is forced out as Attorney General as Trump installs loyalist. So even the use of the word there install, that that you know installing a loyalist, it's very dictatorial language. They could have said appointed replacement. <laughs> they could have said appointed someone loyal how they know that this particular person is a loyalist and what does a loyalist actually mean in this context, that's just, this is part of the language game that journalists use. President Trump forced out Attorney General Jeff Sessions on Wednesday and replaced him with a loyalist who will now take charge of the special counsel investigation into Russia's election interference. Maybe perhaps alleged election interference. A defiant move just a day after a midterm election loss. Mr. Sessions delivered his resignation letter to the White House at the request of President, and Mr. Trump tapped Matthew Whitaker at the request of the President. Mr. Trump tapped Matthew Whitaker, Mr. Sessions' chief of staff, as acting Attorney General. In that capacity, Mr. Whitaker assumes control of the Russia investigation, raising questions about the future of the inquiry led by Special Counsel Robert S. Mueller III. It's very important. As we know, the mainstream press, the corporate press, has spent two years minimum baiting President Donald Trump, oh, he wants to end the Russia investigation. He wants to end the Russia investigation. He wants to end the Rus- Russia investigation. I suspect what we're setting up for here is a kind of scenario where, say, you know, let's, let's use a different example. Just say you support a particular football team. And every single week, you and your friend go to watch your football team play. And every single week, they lose. And for two years, week after week after week, you turn to your friend and say, this week's going to be the week. They are are absolutely going to win this week. I can feel it. They're due. We really want them to win. This week is going to be the week. And for two years, week after week, nothing happens until one glorious sunny afternoon, by some kind of miracle field goal or something like that, your team wins. And after the two years, you turn to your friend (laughs) full of pride and joy and say to him, see, I told (laughs) you, right? You can just predict that coming. But we'll get to the ins and outs of what's going on here shortly. Attorney General Jeff Sessions resigns at Trump's request, The Washington Post. Attorney General Jeff Sessions resigned on Wednesday at President Trump's request, ending the tenure of a beleaguered loyalist whose relationship with the president so uh on one in one article in the New York Times Trump is removing the tortured existence of Jeff Sessions and replacing him with a loyalist in the Washington Post Trump is replacing the loyalist it's very interesting it was ruined uh, the relationship with the president was ruined when Sessions recused himself from control of the investigation of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential campaign. In a letter to Trump, Sessions wrote that he had been honoured to serve as Attorney General and worked to implement the law enforcement agenda based on the rule of law that formed a central part of your campaign for the presidency. Trump tweeted that Sessions would be replaced on an acting basis by Matthew G. Whitaker who had been serving as Sessions' Chief of Staff. So, against the backdrop of the midterm results yesterday, now, there is some conversation and there's been very spirited debate in the Trust and Verify telegram room this morning, which I've been enjoying thoroughly. Very energetic and robust and enjoyable debate, which is fine. I love it. I live for that stuff. And thanks to you guys who are listening. So, Donald Trump's public persona is one of winning all the time. And I suspect, whilst they may have been able to predict the loss of the House, I mean, it's not going, it wasn't going out on a limb before the election to say that the Democrats are going to win back the House. It was arguably the majority view. I personally. Couldn't call it either way. I said it's going to be uh, a majority of between zero and five seats, either to the Republicans or the Democrats. I think it's going to end up being a majority of 10 or 11 for the Democrats, something around there. So I wasn't far off, but still, you know, it wasn't exact. So I'm not popping champagne corks, but it wasn't uncommon. That wasn't an uncommon view. Now, It was an uncommon view on the other hand. Some people had the view that this was going to be a red wave. That the Republicans were going to sweep through the House of Congress, sweep through the Senate and basically turn the Democrats into a coastal elite minority party never to return to power again for the foreseeable future. I suspect that was a very uncommon view. Now, in light of what actually took place yesterday, and of course people will talk about voter fraud and stuff, and that, that stuff can be uncovered in time if it is indeed a, a major factor. But for now, we have to deal with the information that we have in front of us because that's all we have. So putting that to one side, it didn't turn out to be a red wave. To be fair, the Democrats, it didn't turn out to be a blue wave for the Democrats either. So there were a lot of Democrat pundits and politicians eating a little bit of humble pie this morning with their breakfast. So whilst it may have been possible for the Republicans and President Trump to predict losing the House yesterday, again, not uncommon and in line with historical trends, I suspect it wasn't part of any kind of grand scheme or grand plan. What comes with the Republicans losing the House of Congress, this is why I suspect people are going to have all kinds of reasons and arguments for why Jeff Sessions is leaving now, and I've heard a few of them. Some say it's part of a scheme or a plan due to investigations going on behind the scenes. Jeff Sessions has done a particular job for a particular time, now it's time to move on. Other people on the other side of the aisle might be saying that this is evidence of Donald Trump trying to further obstruct justice. And again, using the football analogy, after two years of being, of two years of predicting week after week after week that Donald Trump is going to end the Mueller investigation, finally now the media has their opportunity after 24 months to say, see, we told you, we're right. (laughs) Of course, he could have done that a long time ago. It's true that Jeff Sessions did recuse himself, and it is true that in the public space Donald Trump had criticised him for that move. I believe the, the the term, the the quote, something along the lines of, I'll probably butcher it, it was something along the lines of, if I wanted an Attorney General uh, to not do any, you know, to recuse himself, I never would have hired Jeff Sessions in the first place. Something like that, something like that. It is worth noting that some people were saying at the time that this was just 4-D chess from Donald Trump. I guess the theme of today's show is maybe it's worthwhile considering that not everything is 4-D chess, that sometimes politics is still politics, and sometimes the old, well-used and well-understood strategies of politics circumvent those of perceived hidden secret agendas for the good guys. If Jeff Sessions was the man to prosecute, you know, the Clinton Crime Foundation, the deep state, bad actors within the government, then why is he why has he been let go? <clears throat> On Session's statement, in his letter to Donald Trump, it's very important. The first line of that statement, the first line of that letter, at your request, I am handing in my resignation. Oftentimes, we're skeptical of people when they say, especially politicians, when they come out and say, "I'm stepping away. I I, I have decided to step down. I want to spend more time with the family. I want to do other things in life, etc., etc., etc." A cynical viewing population might say, "Oh, of course he'd say that." he's getting out of there because of this investigation or he's getting out of there because he can't win the next election or he's getting out of there because of this indignity. But I suspect if it was one of those occasions this time, then Jeff Sessions would not have used the term at your request. If you were indeed trying to save the honour and save the dignity of a man that you believe has done a good job Why wouldn't you allow him to, quote-unquote, resign, even if you were forcing him out, even if you told him to? Why wouldn't you allow him to go out on his own terms? Why wouldn't he go out on his own terms? The very fact that Jeff Sessions used the term at your request suggests to me that Jeff Sessions did not want to go. Otherwise, why would he use the term? Now if we can if we can take that at face value and then from that from that we can ascertain that Jeff Sessions did indeed not want to go, then the object of trying to diffuse any media stories becomes completely and utterly nonsensical. Because just by the fact that making it clear just by making it clear that he didn't want to leave, this whirs the mainstream corporate press into action. We got him. He's trying to get rid of Jeff Sessions so because Jeff Sessions recused himself so he can end the Mueller investigation. Now, looking at it completely objectively, that might be the perfect course of action for Donald Trump strategically. With losing the, the House of Congress, that means, of course, that Adam Schiff is... Soon going to be taking up the role of the chair of the committee into intelligence, a role that's been held by Devin Nunez up until this point, I believe in two months' time. So, with Jeff Sessions, who has recused himself from the Russia investigation, and with the incoming committee chair, Adam Schiff, already stating in the paper that he is going to expand the Russia probe, that he's not giving up on the Russia story, he's going to double down it would make perfect sense to me why a day... See, this is the other thing. It was less than a day after the midterms. Less than a day. Now, whilst we can make all kinds of arguments and assumptions about plans, about strategy, the fact that it was so quick after the midterms... You know, the best strategy is one that can change quickly when conditions change be fluid. So the fact that it happened less than 24 hours after the midterm elections, where the Republicans lost control of the House of Congress, they of course, they they made gains in the Senate, but they lost control of the House of Congress specifically, which relates to the Intelligence Committee, which Adam Schiff is now going to be chairing, with Adam Schiff being being the biggest, most public prosecutor of the Russia investigation, taking over that, then deciding which investigations can take place. It makes total sense to me why the Trump administration would then want to remove Jeff Sessions because he has recused himself. Put somebody else in there who is untainted, who doesn't need to recuse themselves, they can wrap up the Mueller investigation in a month or two. They then have almost two years to beat back that narrative before the next general in 2020. They can also put a roadblock in front of Adam Schiff who wants to pursue Russia investigations to to his heart's content because the new attorney general is no longer going to be hamstrung by a recusal. That makes perfect sense to me. Another thing to consider too here is uh, what, what can you think about in terms of law and order when you think of Jeff Sessions' time in the Trump administration? I think of obviously uh, his battles with sanctuary cities in California and his stance on illegal immigration, and he has been very strong on that. There's also the rather you know, ugly matter of the amount of pedophilic gangs that have been rounded up. And again, Jeff Sessions can take some credit for that. Another thing, too, that has been a divisive issue for, you know, the the more libertarian-minded factions of the quote unquote MAGA movement is Jeff Sessions' stance on marijuana legalization. Now we learnt yesterday. Utah – it was – marijuana usage has now become legalized in Utah thanks to a referendum that was on the ballot yesterday. We know a majority of Americans now support legalization of marijuana in the United States. Now, for all the things you can say about Donald Trump, if you're on one particular side, you would say he's a hero, he's a prophet, he's a time traveler. (laughs) (laughs) I quite like that one myself, the time traveler. And on the other side, you might say he's a Nazi, he's a Hitler, he's a KKK member he's a misogynist, et cetera, et cetera. But one thing that both sides can say that he is indeed a populist. Now, they might, whether the the term populist is viewed in negative or positive connotations, well, that's for the person themselves to decide. But populism by definition is, you know, inherent in the term populism is doing what most of the people want you to do. And perhaps a pathway to regaining some of the suburban seats that the Republicans lost to Democrats yesterday in the midterm elections, a pathway to that may be the legalisation of marijuana. Now, it's not a sure thing, but as a policy, it has broad support in the American public. Now, it would be very difficult for for Jeff Sessions to continue in his role as Attorney General if the Trump administration wanted to make marijuana legalisation an issue with Jeff Sessions being such a public advocate against uh, legalisation of marijuana. So it could be something as simple as that. But I do suspect the most reasonable explanation we have for the events today of Jeff Sessions being quote unquote forced to resign from his position as Attorney General is because a day after the election, the Republicans lost control of the House, meaning they lose the committee chair, which means the committee chair is now taken up by Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff has promised to, in you know, uh, expand the Russia probe. Robert Mueller is still going on, and rather than have this being an ongoing media spectacle for the next two years with all kinds of ridiculous investigations and accusations just being thrown around, I mean, you saw what happened to Brett Kavanaugh. You don't think they're going to do the exact same thing given the opportunity in regards to the Russia investigation now that the Democrats control the the House of Congress and thus can decide what gets investigated? They'll be subpoenaing everyone. They'll be investigating everything. Of course, the accusations are going to come from the other side that this is an obstruction of justice, but they have to prove that. In a pure political sense, Donald Trump can give them the big middle finger. He can hire a new Attorney General. The new Attorney General can wrap up the Mueller investigation today. And and everybody, everybody that Trump appoints now is going to get approved, thanks to the numbers in the Senate. They no longer have to appease fringe quote unquote moderate Republicans anymore in blue states. The approval process should go a lot more quickly now. So with that, in a purely political sense, it makes it makes total reasonable sense for Donald Trump to Send Jeff Sessions on his way, or appoint a new Attorney-General. The new Attorney-General wraps up the Mueller investigation and puts a roadblock in front of Adam Schiff every time he tries to investigate quote-unquote Russian collusion. That way you kill it off as a story for the next two years. It doesn't become a rolling media spectacle. And on the upside, the more Adam Schiff tries to prosecute it, the least popular he may become. We already know that evidence is clearly waning for the Russia investigation, General Flynn was exonerated just a few days ago. For all the efforts of the investigators, they've got one guy, George Papadopoulos, who says he was set up, and his, his argument is quite compelling if you listen to it. But nonetheless, one guy who admits to, "quote unquote, lying to the FBI gets seven days in jail. Another guy who's had his life thrown onto the scrap heap, a decorated general, Michael Flynn, who now, again, just in, the, in a couple of days leading up to the midterms, is completely exonerated by the FBI. Off you go. Nothing to see here. So in order to prevent Adam Schiff and the Democrats turning this into a rolling daily, weekly spectacle for the next two years, Donald Trump, by moving Jeff Sessions on and appointing someone else, may just be trying to get ahead of the narrative curve and snuff it out. That's what I suspect. There are a lot of other theories floating around out there. That's fine. But that's just the way I see it. Just quickly on the midterms, uh, obviously it wasn't wasn't a happy night for a lot of people. It wasn't a disappointing night either for a lot of people. While some Democrats were claiming a blue wave and while some Republicans were, were claiming a red tsunami, neither was proven right. But today, as you can imagine, each was trying to prove themselves to be the winner, even if they couldn't prove themselves to be right. There was a lot of spin in the corporate press today and around the place as each, each side tried to gain the narrative advantage over the other, which again isn't uncommon. It's to be expected. But what we spoke about yesterday, what if the, the Democrats win? Now, we'll play uh, Nancy Pelosi's little speech, the little 10-minute speech. I, th- I thought it was absolutely fascinating, Nancy Pelosi's speech. But we'll play that on the free-for-all tomorrow night, which we'll, we'll kick off at 9 o'clock tomorrow night for the free-for-all for those interested. Just follow me on, on Twitter, at Boogie Bumper, and you'll get the links to either Periscope, YouTube, or stream me for the free-for-all show. But we'll start a little bit earlier. You can thank Daylight Saving for that. It's out of my hands. <laughs> Daylight saving, one of the most pointless policies on planet Earth, I think. Why, why we need to uh, change the clocks to suit the sun, I've got no idea. But anyway, so starting at 9pm Eastern tomorrow for the free-for-all. But, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi coming out saying, basically ripping Donald Trump's words, speeches word for word. My jaw hit the floor when she came out and said that we're going to work towards jobs and draining the swamp. But there's a problem here. In large part, we know due to low voter engagement in the primaries in places like LA and New York and other places around the place and due to, you know, the losing of blue-collar voters in places like the Blue Wall, the Democrats uh, have a problem with their reputation with, you know, in particular, white middle-class working families. So in large part, it could be argued that the narrative that's been created in the press for the Democrats, that everyone on the other side is a Nazi, a Hitler, you absolutely must resist, they're going to throw children in cages, the world's going to end due to global warming, these people are the worst of the worst, has in fact, you know, we can tell by the results, has in fact mobilised at least a section of their quote-unquote base to get out and vote in the suburban areas around big cities. Which were held by Democrats, uh, which were held by Republicans from 2010, 2012, 2014. And it's arguable that 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 narrative has resonated with people that are further on the left and thus provided the Democrats with a path to taking back Congress. So, with the Democrats now in the majority position in Congress, how do they go about winning back the? blue-collar voters, the middle-class voters, whilst continuing to appease the voters that put them in there, the ones that want to impeach 45? Do they even proceed with impeachment? Arguably, proceeding with impeachment at this time would be suicidal for the Democrats come 2020. If in two years' time all we've been discussing is all of the particular investigations into Russia, the impeachment proceedings and how Donald Trump's still a Hitler, whilst conservative judges continue to get confirmed through the Senate, whilst various appointees get continued to be approved through the Senate, whilst committees such as judicial review continue to occur in the Senate, perhaps another Supreme Court justice is selected in the next two years, who knows? I mean, it's not going out on a limb to say that Ruth is on somewhat borrowed time. Is this actually going to hurt the Democrats come 2020? Can they successfully pivot back to a more stable, more reasonable working class, middle class platform? I do find it extraordinary that after two years of the narrative being, we must resist, we must stop the GOP at all cost, we absolutely have to resist, we must impeach, that Nancy Pelosi didn't waste any time whatsoever and coming straight out on the night of the election and saying, oh, we need more bipartisanship, people are sick of the division. (laughs) It's like, please, please. Isn't that a little shallow? Isn't that a little obvious, Nix? Isn't it a little obvious to come out tonight straight away and make this speech, but... I have, and I'm sure you have been too, uh, disappointed with people at various times in your years watching politics by the fact that everyone seems to have increasingly short memories. (laughs) And perhaps after yesterday, what's occurred since the election of Donald Trump just goes straight into the memory hole never to be discussed again like it never happened but we'll have to wait and see thanks for tuning in guys uh, if you want to follow on twitter please do at boogie bumper please subscribe to the show if you like it by hitting the subscribe button if you want to become a supporter head to patreon.com forward slash bumper until next time guys stay calm stay rational god bless we'll see you soon bye bye